Welcome to the program today, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And we've been talking this week about after the cross. What really took place in our lives after the cross? As we saw yesterday, we know that it was Deuteronomy 6.25, it was counted as righteous when we obeyed all the commandments. And then Galatians 2 and 16 said we're made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ. So we are made right. In other words, we're righteous. Righteousness means the ability standing in the presence of the Father or in the presence of the devil without any condemnation, guilt, or inferiority. Now that's a wonderful revelation to me, right standing. But I want to read 2 Corinthians 5.21. Him who knew no sin, which was Jesus, became sin, became sin, that I might become the righteousness of God. And so he became sin so that I would become his righteousness. In other words, there was a great exchange that took place on the cross. He took my sins, I took his righteousness. And that's the wonderful power of God's righteousness. Because righteousness is a state of being. It's not, it's not something I do. I heard a preacher say something the other day and it really disappointed me because he said, the church needs more righteousness. I totally disagree. If we had a revelation of righteousness, we're as righteous as Jesus Christ is. We're righteous because of the work and the finished work of the cross. You and I are made righteous just like he is. Second Corinthians 5.21 Him who knew no sin became sin that I might become the righteousness of God. See, that's a wonderful revelation when we can get that. 1 Corinthians 1.30, I'm the righteousness of God. See, and that's wonderful revelation. So we see here in, in Romans chapter 5 verse 18 in the King James Version, Wherefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all man by two condemnation. In other words, because of the fall of Adam, everybody entered into condemnation. Everybody entered into condemnation because of the fall of Adam. I think there's two things that's really destroying the body of Christ today. And number one is condemnation and number two is sin consciousness. The the church is continuously in condemnation. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I'm condemned over everything I do. You know, John 3.17, nobody knows that scripture, but everybody knows John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. But nobody knows 17. For Jesus didn't come in the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. Remember the woman called in adultery they brought to Jesus and Jesus looked up at her and said, uh, you know, you without sin cast the first stone. And then the scribes and the Pharisees split. The church folks split. The religious people split. And they went their separate ways. And Jesus looked at them and he said, uh, ma'am, uh, where's your condemners? She said, Lord, he said, where's your condemners? She said, Lord, I don't have any condemners. He said, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. But don't you understand something? That would have been a great opportunity for him to get her saved. Looks like to me that that was a great time to witness. But I think there's something the church hasn't understood. I think when she called him Lord, she realized who he was. She was saved. What a marvelous revelation because I think we've we've got it. We're a program like accept and believe and confess, ABC. But if you notice, Jesus told some people sometimes, he said, honey, your faith has made you whole. The woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. And and go and and sin no more. Why why didn't he... why didn't he get them born again? Why didn't he lay hands on them and, and tell them to complete, repeat after him, I, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you're a sinner. Why didn't he do any of that? Well, I think he didn't do any of that because I don't think it's about all that. What I think it's about is, is when we acknowledge who he is and we begin to walk into what he fully is. So, so Romans chapter 5 verse 18 says, Wherefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon how many people? 
all men to condemnation. The fall of Adam brought everybody into condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So, because of the fall of Adam, everybody was there in the condemnation. Because of the righteousness of one free gift came upon all men unto justification. Justification means declared righteous. In other words, of life. So, because of the fall of Adam, everybody stepped into condemnation. But the second Adam, which is Jesus, which is the mediator between God and man, which brought about everything that you and I are now, even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus Christ, the free gift came upon how many people? The same people that all were condemned and in condemnation under the old covenant are the very ones that come into justification of life in the new covenant. So we got to understand that there was a transformation that took place. And then in Romans chapter 8 and 1, it says this, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And you say, well, pastor, you didn't finish that scripture. I didn't finish that scripture because that scripture ends right there. And the rest of that translation was added by the translators later on because it's not in the original Greek text. It ends with there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. We've got to get a revelation of what it means to be in Christ Jesus because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're living in condemnation, if you're living in guilt, the Bible said in John 3, 17, Jesus had come into the world to condemn us, but through him the world might be saved. What does that mean? Be transformed, sozo, and to be delivered, preserved, preserved made whole, prosperous, successful, prospering in life, everything about your life. So the only place sin still lives is in the mind of what we've been programmed to believe in the church. And we've been preached a lot of stuff that's absolutely incorrect in the body of Christ. And we need to get to a place where we understand that after the cross is exactly where we're living right now. We're not under the cross. I hear people preaching Deuteronomy and, and you can't be counted rational unless you obey all the commandments. The Ten Commandments is not for the New Testament church. Jesus, if listen to me, if you're living under the Ten Commandments Jesus died in vain for you because you are going back to the law and you've fallen from grace when you go back to the law because you and I have been saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful thing about the beauty of grace. It's not based on your performance. It's based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And you and I are complete in Him. We're lacking nothing according to Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. 9 says we're the Godhead in bodily. 10 says we're complete in Him right now. That is a wonderful thing. And that's the, the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The beauty of grace.